0: Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Parshas bow with candle lighting at 442 on this Erev Shabbos. This time, each and every Erev Shabbos, every Friday morning, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Newton. Spiritual leader of Congregation Shomre Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arif Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parsha's bow. With Parsha's bow, one can say that we are actually off and running. Off and running in the sense that the Torah is our constitution and in this week's Parsha we have no less according to the Chinuch, then 20 mitzvos. We have 9 positive mitzvos, including the mitzvah of the Jewish calendar, which we will touch upon, please God. We have the mitzvah of eating matzah on the night of Pesach. We have the mitzvah of the Galatola Bincha, relating the story, and hence the name Haggadah for the book that we use to relate the story. And there are 11 prohibitions, including the prohibition of not to eat chametz on Pesach, not to break a bone in the Korban Pesach. I'd like to, however, focus on the name of the parsha. Interestingly, the Parsha begins chapter ten verse one Hashem El Moshe Hashem says to Mar- to Moshe Bo El Paro Seven Makos, seven plagues occurred in last week's Parsha. We are up to the last three, and Hashem is sending Moshe. Back to Paro and telling him exactly what's going to happen. Now, interestingly, in last week's Parsha, when God first sends Moshe to Paro, he says to him, Lech el Paro, go to Paro. Moshe has a mission specifically there to warn him by the river that the waters are going to be turned into blood. God says to Moshe go. Here he tells him to go to Paro in a strange way. The name of the parasha is not Lech go to Paro, but it's Bo El Paro. Bo in Hebrew means come. Should it not say go to? And our rabbis teach us a very important principle that's contained in this introduction, in the opening words of the parasha, and that is that Hashem is inviting Moshe to come and join him to participate in the process. Of course, God can do it alone. He wants Moshe, man, to join him. So when he says, come to Paro, it really, it's as if it were written in the Torah, Bo, come, and as if there was a carrot, meaning another word on top, E.T., come with me, I'm going to be there, I'm with you. In essence, I'm the one that's doing it. But you are being invited to come and join me in the process. And think about it. The very first mitzvah of these 20 mitzvos that are found in Parshas Bo is the mitzvah of Kiddush Hachodesh. The mitzvah of the unique Jewish calendar that we have a calendar which is lunar in the sense that our months are determined by the moon, as well as in conjunction with the solar that every 19 years we have 7 years of leap years in order to make sure that our holidays will fall in the right season. Pesach is to be in the springtime, Sukkos is to be in the fall. But listen carefully, the very first Rashi of the Torah is that the Torah should have begun with chapter 12 in the book of Shmos, verse 1 and 2, whereby Hashem commands Moshe and Aaron the first mitzvah, which is the Jewish calendar. And the question I'd like to ask is, what is so special about this mitzvah, that it really is the first. And I'd like to suggest the following. If you think about it, what is the mitzvah? The mitzvah is that following day 29, in any month, if two witnesses, two individuals, saw the new moon on the night following day 29, they are instructed to come and travel the next morning to Yerushalayim, to the Sanhedrin, and to testify there that they saw the new moon. And this is done even on Shabbos, as we are taught in the second chapter of the Gemara Rosh Hashanah. Now when they came to testify, it's obvious that the Sanhedrin were well-versed in astronomy. They asked the witnesses who were interrogated, tell us, Ketzal Isa is HaLavana. How did you see the moon? Was it the Fnei or the Ahara Was it facing the sun or away from the sun? Was it to the north or the south? How high was it above the horizon? Which way were the crescents leaning? How wide was it? Now, it's amazing, meaning that the scholars of the Sanhedrin knew precisely where it was to be, when it was to be. So if we know this without the witnesses, why does the Torah require that witnesses come? and testify, and it's based upon their testimony that we declare Rosh Chodesh. So if two witnesses come on day 30, then that day is declared Rosh Chodesh. And if two witnesses don't come, even though the court knows that moon could have been visible, if not for the fact that it was a cloudy night, we wait until the next day, the day after, day 30, to become Rosh Chodesh. How do you explain this? I'd like to suggest the same theme again. The Torah is inviting man to participate in the process. Man is elevated to become the Makadesh. Man sanctifies. And so, what you have is a very exciting idea. The very first mitzvah that was given to Avram Avinu was that of circumcision. And the way the Chinuch explains the rationale for circumcision is that As man is to perfect his body, so too he is to complete his soul, his character, through his actions. Man the mekadesh, And thus the very first mitzvah that was given to the Jewish people as a people, reflects just this idea that the Jew is being elevated to join God in the process of sanctifying his surroundings. He sanctifies his time through the calendar. He sanctifies his body through circumcision. He sanctifies his location through his being Makadesh Eretz Yisrael, through his building and suffusing sanctity into a base hamnigdash so in essence what the torah is saying by using the term bow come with me hashem is basically speaking in this case here to moshe moshe you have a shlichus you have a mission you have a tafkid you have a purpose and i know what you're saying you've got a physical deformity, you've got a speech impediment, don't worry, I will be with you. And so it is that each and every individual has a... Tafkid has a purpose and a mission in life, and your mission is different than the person next to you, and the person in front of you in shul, and the person in back of you in shul, and therefore you can't judge a mission by what you have to do, because, as I will show you so powerfully, we don't always know what our mission is, and in fact, more often than not, we don't. Tosvos, in the first chapter of Kedushan, brings the Yushalmi, which tells an incredible story. It seems that Reptarfon was ill, and his chaverim, the other Chachamim, came to visit him. He, they were greeted at the door by his elderly mother, and she said to the Chachamim, Please pray for my son Tarphone, he is such a good son. So once she said that, they asked her, oh yeah, tell us, what makes him such a good son? She says, not too long ago, we were walking on Shabbos, and the strap to my sandal broke. There was no Ariv where we were, so he we couldn't go and bring another strap, another sandal. So what did he do? He got down on his knees and he put his hands in front of him. And I walked on the palms of his hand rather than I should get my feet dirty. So if you or I heard this story, what would have been our response? One word wow. Because after all, we know, as the rabbis did, what the law calls for. Kibbut avaim does not call for putting your hands under mom's feet, that mom should walk on your feet. Now what was the response of the rabbis? The rabbis didn't say like you or I would have said, wow. You know what they said? They said, huh, he hasn't even fulfilled half of what his obligation as a son is. How do we understand this. Rav Salavechik Zechot Tzadik Levracha explained this so powerfully. And he said as follows, that had you asked anybody in this story, Rav Tarfon himself, his mom, the other rabbis, what was Rav Tarfon's tafkid, his purpose in life, in this world? They all would have said he's part of the Mesorah, he's part of the Chachmei Talmud, he's part of perpetuating and analyzing and teaching God's Torah, until they heard the story. And once they heard the story, they said, oh no, maybe his his purpose in this world is to show how far a son is to go on behalf of a mother. And now that he did this most valiant behavior towards his mother, maybe he fulfilled his shlichos and therefore his purpose. And therefore, they were praying to God, please Please don't take him, because he hasn't even fulfilled half of what a son should do. Wow! What does this teach us? It teaches us, number one, that each and every person has a tafgit, a purpose in this world. Secondly, that very often we don't know what that tafgit is. Thirdly, however... Hashem doesn't take us until we have an opportunity to fulfill our Tafkid. Now, the idea is, Bo El Paro. Hashem is saying to Moshe, and take Moshe's name out and put your name in. Hashem is saying to each and every one of us, come, come with me, because I will help you with your Tafkid. But you have to take the first step. Moshe, you have to go as you did last week, lechelparo Paro. You've got to go. And once you go in the right direction, I will help you. And therefore, After the leich of last week, it's Bo, I am with you, Moshe. And our rabbis tell us so beautifully, it happens to be in Shir Hashirim, in the Medrash, in chapter 5. The Medrash uses this example, Pishuli, open up for me. Open up for me, says God, just a small little crack in the doorway. You've got to take the initiative. You've got to show your desire. You have to show that how you Perceive your tafkit in this world, your purpose, you will work in that direction. Even how much do you have to open up? machat, literally, like the eye of a needle. The and God promises Psachim, I will open up doors for you. shiu agolos that wagons uchronos nechnasos would be able to go through. Amazing. The idea behind this is so reassuring. It's telling us not only that everybody has a mission, but that we can accomplish so much. You want to know why? Because you're not alone in your mission. Because look what you have behind you. You have no, nothing else but literally God Himself who is there to help you impact and change your surroundings and change the world. Because look who we proudly are, the shluchim are. We are de darachmanah. We are literally God's emissaries. And this is that powerful message that the Torah uses when it says, Boel paro, Moshe, don't think that you can't do it by yourself, because indeed you can't. But it's not you yourself that has this mission. I am with you. And everybody's invited to take Moshe's name out. And put your name in and realize how important you are. Shabbat shalom to all.